0: It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to better understand the financial chaos? Here's your host, Tom Fortino.
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. We are, I like to say, a complete retirement planning firm. And I'm an investment advisor rep. I'm life insurance license. We cover everything. That's at least my opinion. And we're going to get into everything today. If you want to get a hold of us, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can always go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. You can download reports. You can sign up for classes. You can sign up for our newsletter. We do have a class coming up in October, The New Reality in Our Retirement. Um, I get a lot of great feedback, and it's really great because I get to meet people, and uh, we really get to do a deep dive into a lot of things. So today, we're going to try to accomplish a lot of things as well. Um, You know, it's been a crazy week. A lot of things have gone in the market. I do want to talk a little bit about that. I also want to specifically maybe talk about portfolios, you know, the 60-40 portfolio, has gotten a lot of tension, 60% equities, 40% fixed, and maybe some adjustments you may want to consider for that. Um, also I want to talk again, we'll touch upon the end of year. I don't want to focus completely on that, but I'm going to continue to remind you, the end of year is coming. As I said, go to Walmart or Costco, there's Christmas trees are up. It's coming. So there's things you need to consider before the end of the year. You have until the end of the year to make Roth conversions. You have until the end of the year to max out your 401k you have until the end of the year to set up an HSA, and we can go down the line. That's why I did a report because there's much more in this. But if you don't do these things by the end of the year, you have lost a year to do these. And I'm going to again get more examples of that. Remember the Tax Cut and Jobs Act. After 2023, there's just two more years: 2024 and 2025. Maybe we don't know what's uh, God willing. Um, the right person will be elected president, and we'll have a good. You know, things will change a little bit. But anyway. I also want to talk about getting organized. Um, you know, we think about this uncertainty in this market. We think about uncertainty, and it's a horrible thing, especially when we talk about when we get into retirement planning. I see it quite often, and it's through no fault of your own. I mean, it's you're you're you know, we have all these rules and regulations we have to we have to um, deal with. We have just a lot of things, whether it's but you know you know my mantra. So I'll, I'm going to get into this in a second. Then I'm going to offer the tools as I try to. This, I think, can be a big uh, big day as far as getting some things accomplished because I think organization, and you've heard me talk about this, may be the most critical, um, and I'm going to make my point, maybe the most critical part of your planning. You cannot start down this path unless you are organized. You know, again, I try to keep it simple, right? A lot of this stuff I like to say is noise, but if we're organized and we understand what's going on, we can put, shut out quite a bit of this, Right. And because when we make emotional decisions, it's typically to our detriment. A lot of studies have been done that have shown that. But I try to keep it simple. Remember, when we talk about your plan, there's five things. I'm going to offer the retirement planning guide along with some of these other tools that I'm going to talk about in a second. But you think about it this way. Again, the market and the investments are one piece of it. And knowing what your portfolio is, that's part of being organized. Do you know what you own? Do you know what your allocation is? I want to get into that specifically about some, some maybe adjustments you may want to consider in your portfolio. But do you know what your income is? Okay, we talk about having an income plan, a tax plan, an investment plan, an asset protection plan, and an estate plan. If I asked you, can you define those for me? If I said to you, what's your income plan, can you tell me? Well, I'm going to take Social Security at 67. My spouse is going to take it two years later. I have a pension. You know, that's income. Okay, tell me about your tax plan. Well, I plan to do Roth conversions this year. I'm doing a Roth contribution and a Roth 401k. I'm trying to get to tax-free. Okay. Right. We can go down the line. My asset protection plan. What happens if a spouse passes away? What happens? Well, we know one thing, as we've said before, a social, you know, and then it affects the income plan because one of the social securities will go away. A pension can be reduced. You could be in a higher tax bracket, affects taxes, unless you're in Roths, you see this. And then do you have Well, Tell me about your estate plan. Well, I have a living trust in place. I have powers of attorney. My assets are titled properly to that. I'm, you know, trying to make sure I minimize any taxes to my children. And so, um, and it flows efficiently, man, we got a plan. Okay. So when I talk about getting organized, that's really important. Okay. We can talk about the Roth conversions in a second. As I talked about you yeah, have until the end of the year, we can talk about your required minimum distributions, HSAs and so on. That's all in this end of your planning packet. But I also want to talk to you about this first and crucial step. In fact, it is, and I don't count it as a step. Maybe I should in this retirement planning guide, the retirement roadmap, five simple steps. Step one, maybe should be organized, but step one is getting an income plan in place because we have to have the paychecks, right? That's that's it. You got to have money coming in, right? Um, so uh, that's that's the first piece, but really we want to get organized and that's kind of outlined. I always say, you got to get organized. I have these asset organizers. I have the budget worksheets. So when I ask you questions like this, and, and here's the point, right? <clears throat> if I said, um, do you know what you need in retirement, right? The Employee Benefit Research Institute says half people, half the people just guess. Do you know what your Social Security benefits are going to be? Do you know what your spouse's Social Security is going to be? Do you have a pension? Do you know what that is? Do you know what the survivor benefit on your pension is? Do you know what your contributions are to your 401K? You can go up to 30000 a year. Um, if you're over age 50 or 50 or over, I should say, are you maxing that out? Are you using the Roth con- conversion? What is the match? If I started asking you these questions, could you tell me what's your marginal tax bracket? Are you in a 22, a 24, a 32? You may be in a 12. These are important because then you, when I talk about the moves, let me use the tax bracket example. Isn't it? well, a couple more, more things about about estate planning. See, I'm hitting these five pieces: the taxes, the income the investments, all of that. Do you know who your beneficiaries are? Have you done a beneficiary audit? When was the last time you reviewed your estate plan? Who are your successor trustees? You see why this stuff is important in being organized? Because if you're organized, and I'm not saying you get every single answer, but a lot of this stuff you'll say, yep, I know who my beneficiaries. Yep. I know what my estate plan says. Yeah, I know I'm in a 22% marginal tax bracket. Let me do this, and then I'm going to give you a quick example of why this stuff is important. But getting organized, I guess that could be the goal for today. I will include, and these are all worksheets, plus the process, the retirement planning guide. I like to call it the blueprint. The asset organizers, the budget worksheets, the portfolio uh, allocations and all that. Uh, document. That's all in here. I will stick it. And I'm going to include the the, uh, tax table because I want you to start knowing what your tax bracket is. If you want that information, we'll get it out to you. There's no cost or obligation, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. I'm telling you now, you will uncover things you were totally unaware of. I'm confident of that. You'll find out if assets are titled properly. You know, if you have a living trust, as an example, and you get a bank statement that says Bob and Gene Smith, that's not in your trust, okay? The deed to your home, it needs to say the Bob and Gene Smith trust, so you have to fund the trust, and this again is is that overlooked. Your beneficiaries. You may be surprised if you contact your your um, your uh, per, you, you know life insurance, four uh, hundred one k's, IRAs, annuities. These are all beneficiary driven assets. So you if you know I've I've made this comment before. I, I've had someone come in one time, and their ex spouse was still on their life insurance. You cannot change beneficiaries post death. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm kind of pounding the table on getting organized, but it also comes back to your investments. It comes back to your taxes. I talked about taxes, so I'll kind of combine the two and then I'll offer this packet again. But when we talk about your tax bracket, if I asked you, what is your marginal tax bracket? You know, that's easy to find out. Pull out your tax returns. I'm sorry. Don't get mad. <laughs> I know you put them away April 15th or April 16th, I should say, to never look at them until next year. But If you look at your 1040 and you look on the first page, look on the line that says taxable income, taxable income, not gross income, taxable income. That's how much you're taxed on, right? Because you have to take your deductions and so on. It is not your gross income. So look at your taxable income and then look at the tax table, which I'll send you. Now, if you're under 100, I'm just giving you ballpark and I'm talking about joint right now for a married couple. If you're under 100, if you're under 90,000, you're in a 12%. Are you aware of that? If you're in one hundred ninety thousand, under one hundred ninety thousand, you're in a twenty-two, and the twenty-four goes all the way up to three hundred sixty-four thousand. Not a big difference jump. There's a big jump from twelve to twenty-two, but my point is this: now you know what your tax bracket is. That's important on a lot of levels. But my point is, if I say, okay, you have the end of the year to do a Roth conversion, you say, okay, well, what's what's the tax bill? It's a math now, simple math, right? If you're in a twenty-two percent tax bracket. Your income's at 150, that means you can take out 40000 and stay in the 22. So you can move 40000 at 22% to a Roth to never pay tax on it the rest of your life. There's no required minimum distributions. It doesn't tax your social security. It goes to your spouse and ta- children tax-free. Would you do it? Or contributions, 401K contributions. You have until the end of the year to max out your 401K contributions. Call your 401K provider. Let's get organized. Right. That's why I'm trying to offer these tools. If, if I can give you these ideas, which I am, I mean, <laughs> right. We can talk about the market, but we have to act on these things. But we have to get organized. Right. It's the same thing with, uh, as I said, let me talk about Ross. I'm going to pivot into income here in a second. It, it hits every level. Right. And when I get into portfolios and talking about some things, when we talk about this market, do you know what you own? Do you know what your allocation is? These target date funds, which are default funds in 401ks, they're pretty heavy internationally. Are you aware of that? And so we'll, we'll get into this. But, um, you know, when we talk about your tax bracket, again, I just said your 401k, call your 401k provider. Let's be proactive. Ask them, what have I contributed so far? If you've only contributed 10000 this year, you think you can do more and you can get up to closer to thirty or whatever. You can accelerate. You can say take out twice as much for the rest of the year. Take out 10% more. You can change your contributions for the rest of this year. You can increase them. You can move them to Roths if you're doing traditionals. You see these things, and I've said it many times. I'll say it again. When you start taking action, this stuff becomes infectious. You start to get engaged. You start to see what's going on, and these things will make a difference. I am confident when I say the things we do today can put us in a much better position down the road. So, you know, that's why I say let's, let's do some of these things. Let me offer that guide again. I want to include the organizing worksheets. This includes the income planning worksheet, the income budgets. Um, I'm sorry, the budget worksheet. <clears throat> Not only do, is there, there – and it, by the way, uh, <laughs> we can email these to you so you can download them. They're workable documents. They automatically calculate. You know, you can update them and change them. Um, so I'll include that, the document locator, the asset organizers, the tax table, and the planning guide. So this is the toolkit in a way to start to say, getting organized, getting all my stuff in front of me. I'm going to have a financial snapshot. Then I'm going to get to work. Okay. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 to get that information, those worksheets. You know, and let me just make another offer here. For those of you that have done a good job, you've done a lot of saving, you've done this, you've worked hard, you're getting closer in retirement, you know, wherever you stand and you want to really take a deeper dive, you know, and you feel like, hey, you're being punished for being successful. Uh, these things where you got to turn around and hand money to the government, whatever it may be, um, throw everything in a box. I say that and we will. And I'll send this this out to you ahead of time. We'll do all of the deep dives. We'll look at things that you can do before then. You do a tax analysis, a Social Security analysis, the income planning. You will walk out of there with a plan. We'll also do a portfolio analysis. We'll probably uncover things. You, may, you were unaware of, but we'll also test your plan. I met with someone earlier, and we tested it a couple of years earlier than they planned on retiring to see if they were there, and they were. And they said, this is good to know. So if you want to take advantage of that and schedule a time, again, those of you that have saved and done a good job and feel like it's, hey, I really want to make sure I turn this, you know, make sure I, I have a solid plan in place as much as possible, give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Um, if you want to schedule a time to meet with me personally and we'll go through all this, so it will be a customized plan. You'll walk out of there with that and you'll walk out of it with ideas that are going to make a difference. I'm, I'm confident of that. So, you know, as I said, we're covering a lot of ground here today, which, um, which I wanted to say because, you know, getting organized and getting everything in place. Now we can start to do the the, the work and get it because we know where everything's at. Right. Um, This is interesting. It said tracking down a lost 401K. This was an article. It said it's easy to understand why some workers may lose track of an old 401K. Those born between 1957 and 1964 have held an average of 12.4 jobs. Isn't that crazy? Before the age of 54. This is according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, The more accounts you acquire, of course, the more challenging it is to keep track of them. That's another thing about getting organized. Uh, perhaps that's why there are 24 million forgotten 401ks, holding assets in excess of 1.3 trillion. (laughs) Okay. And I come across this all the time. I mean, a lot. How about that? Where people have an old 401k at an old employer. That's not organized, right? Those old 401ks. I always talk about portability. I say, let's make it simple. Let's get organized. We can talk about all these other things, Right. But if you're not organized, I don't think we can take those next steps. Okay. I do a lot of this. I mean, you know, I'm a process guy. I mentioned I'm an engineer by trade. I made a little anal retentive. I do a lot of this stuff. And so um, this is why this is so important. I'll offer that packet here in a second. But if you have an old 401k and two IRAs, you can put them all into one. You don't, you know, you can open a Fidelity IRA from your kitchen table if you want. if you have three Roth IRAs, you don't need another one. Someone asked me the other day, if I do a conversion, do I have to open another Roth? No, you don't. You can put it in your existing Roth, okay? If you make a contribution, you can put it in your existing Roth. And if you have two Roths, put them into one. There's no, either to me, this is my opinion, there's no benefit to having multiple IRA accounts and multiple Roth accounts and multiple, you know, individual or joint accounts. Hopefully, the, if it's individual or joint, it's in the trust. Hopefully. Hopefully, you don't have those, right? We talked about estate planning, but this is about getting organized. That's why I offer these things. If you just sit down and start filling these out, you don't really have to fill them out with a pencil. <laughs> you can do it on your computer, and you can update and change them. And you'll find out what the value of your accounts are. You'll find out um, how they're titled, who are your beneficiaries, what's your net worth. You know, you could be exposed to estate tax in the state of Illinois. The estate tax exemption is $4 million per person. I don't know if you're aware of that. But there's things we want to do to make sure. Your life insurance is part of your estate, by the way. It may be income tax-free. It's not estate tax-free. So this is important stuff. I I mean, you know, I, I, I get into these ideas because it's all about the five pillars. Having an income plan, having a tax plan, having an investment plan. We can do a dive a little deeper into each one of these. I talk about, I just gave ideas on tax planning, which are the Roth conversions, the 401k Roth, um, maximizing your 401k plan. Cause remember, if you don't do this by December 31st, you've lost a year. And then um, you can do Roth contributions on top of it. You can do all three of those things. There's other things you can do. You know, my, my tax free um, report has seven ideas. HSAs you need to set up an HSA, but for the health savings account, you can fund those. I think the numbers, I'm not, I'm off a little bit, but it's, I think it's 3,700, 3,750. If you're individual, 7,700, if you're a couple, something like that. And then it's increased by a thousand if you're over 50. But regardless, that's, again, that's a fourth thing. And then the money goes in pre-tax, you get a tax deduction. It grows tax-free and you get to use it tax-free. Some people call that the triple tax, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But you see these things that I'm, that's just the tax piece. Now, when I get to the income piece, I do want to get into investments today as well. Let me offer that packet again, you know, because if you go through all of this and I start asking the questions I asked earlier, Right. How are your assets titled? Who are your beneficiaries? Right. What's the value of your accounts? What's your income tax bracket? You'll be able to answer these things. And wouldn't that be great? Because now you can you can make informed decisions. That's what's critical about this. So if you want that, we'll get it out to you. 630-934-1855 with the process, with the process of getting a retirement plan in place, plus the worksheets that you really should have. And what's nice about these is, as I said, you can update them. And what's also nice is if you have the estate plan that accompanies these, for your loved ones, they can just pull these things up and start to see where things are because you're organized. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You know, I had someone um, recently I met with. They had, um, this is an example, and it's I enjoy it. Maybe I'm I am i don't think I'm obsessive-compulsive. Um, I know I'm not. I'm, I guess there's a little difference between being anal retentive and obsessive compulsive. I don't know. We'd have to get someone who's got a degree on that. But I am, or I do like to be organized, right? And you know, it's like I said, the the joke is with any of you that are engineers or or have family members or children that are engineers. They say when you go into into the schools, and it's true, probably with accountants and you know, uh, um, you know, some people in in any type of these field, certain fields similar to that you go into a school and you come out with an emotional lobotomy that's kind of the phrase i guess but okay you know you just see everything's black and white which can be okay and i try to apply it to this all right so um anyway the point is uh i, I just talk about we want to get organized and uh and understand all these things and then i'm relating it back to it's just like the income plan. okay so i i talked about taxes all right um you know, and I'll get into incomes and portfolios, but if it, it, from an income standpoint, we always talk about, there was an interesting article, called, it was called the um, Calamity Trifecta, we, which said most people, it was in Yahoo Finance, it said a lot of people are not sure when they're going to retire, they don't know what they need, and they don't know for how long, <laughs> right? And so, um, like, for example, the median age that most people had in this, uh, in this analysis said was 65 to retire, Whereas it actually was 62. Right. And then there's this longevity risk. How long are we going to live? We don't know. Right. We can talk about the averages. The average male age 65 um, is going to live to 84.3. The average female, 87, I think, right around 87. And then you have a 25 percent possibility of living to over 90. Do you have the income that's going to continue to come in? Right. And so get organized. Understand these things. What is your Social Security benefit? Does that come in? Regardless of age, it sure does. Does it come in regardless of the market? Does it come in regardless of your savings? You know my test for income. What about a pension? Does that come in regardless of the market? It does. Does it come in regardless of age? Yes, it does. Right? So there's assets versus income. You know, again, I had this conversation with someone the other day. They called and we were talking. I said, well, we have something. I said, you know, I'm not quite at a million dollars. I know I'm supposed to be at a million dollars. And I said, who said you should be at a million dollars? Well, I read that. Okay, well, that's not necessarily true. Right. If you have a pension and you have Social Security and you have income from other sources, you can use your investments as, of course, as income. But it's not guaranteed. You don't know, but it's still a good piece of it. I'm not. Please don't get me wrong. But, you know, we want to understand uh, we want to have that sustainable, dependable income. And I like to say and then some. Right. We get as much income we can and then some if we can even go a little higher. And that's where maybe we want to use annuities. I talk about that. I'm an investment advisor rep. I'm not pro or con annuities. I've run the numbers before I have tested them through a Monte Carlo analysis and run the numbers versus a market return and done some of that analysis. And I've still come out with saying the annuities can be a benefit. It's a guaranteed lifetime income. In fact, it can be a joint lifetime income. But this is why I include the budget worksheets. This is why, because what we've also included on these is, Kind of a fill in the blank. If you fill all this stuff in, you'll know. What is your Social Security benefit? Go to ssa.gov. And what's nice is when you go through the budget worksheet and you start filling out these numbers, you see, okay, well, I need 100000 Then you you fill in the area which shows where your income, Okay, I have a pension of 25000 My spouse and my social is going to be $70,000. i am at 95000 You know, I have a little, maybe there's a gap here of 10000 But you all of a sudden, there's clarity. This is why this is so critical. And now you can start, see why I say that? Now you can start to get to work. And so um, I offer this packet and then you can go through those five, like I say the five steps. This is a retirement plan. This is building a retirement plan. I've said it many times. It's not about growing a pile of money. It's not about getting to a number. It's not about buying a product. It's about five things, five pillars to your planning. So if you want this information, we'll get it out to you again <clears throat> um, if you want to come in, as I said, for those of you that have worked hard, you feel like some of the things I'm saying, hey, there's a blind spot. This is something I really want to take a look at. I want to understand where I'm at. I'd like to you to, to test my plan. We can test your plan to show you where you're at relative to your goals. Do a portfolio analysis. Do a look at your taxes and try to talk about getting to tax-free. We do a, um, We do all of this. It's a complete plan. As I said, throw everything in a box. Come on in. We'll go through it. It'll be a good experience. It'll be a fun experience. I'm pretty, as I've said before, an informal, nice guy, and uh, it'll be enjoyable. I and I said is I think it, you also hopefully you come out of there with a little less stress, as it or clarity at least on some of these things, and we'll uncover some things you're probably unaware of. That's my commitment. And also, if you just you know, as I said, I'll offer the information to you as well. We can send out the reports, and do, you can download the the worksheets. 1855 six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five. Uh coming up, we're gonna get into a little more of all of these things again. I want to talk a little bit about the uh maybe a little bit more on the income plan. I do want to talk about this market. It's just um I guess we live in interesting times as we say. Um, But we're dealing with a lot of things now. And so we need to be proactive and we need to control what we can. So stick around. A lot more to get into. A lot more ideas. It's all about getting organized, getting proactive, and hopefully increasing our probability of success in retirement. you listen to Tom Fortino on the Alpha Wealth Hour here on 560 The Answer. Welcome back to the Alpha Wealth Hour. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can give us a call at 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You can also go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. You can um, you know download information. You can sign up for our newsletter. We send that out weekly. I always always try to have something Topical and and uh, you know actionable items as we say, um, maybe updates on the market. Uh, again, it's just there to give you some information. If you want to sign up for that, um, we also you also can sign up for our classes. We have an, another class coming up this month, and so um, we do these every so often, and well, we try to do a few a month, at least one a month. And then the new reality on retirement. If you want to come to that, always always nice if you can make it. That'd be great. Um, you know, today we talked about, there was an interesting article that said, how to get organized, how to improve your chances for a successful retirement. And kind of, I'm talking about this as somewhat of an umbrella to the overall plan. And it says here, one of the biggest hurdles to a successful retirement is financial organization. It's easy for account statements, legal forms, and other documents to pile up in some hidden away desk or drawer before long things are messy, but not just physically, but mentally. Before you can accurately plan for, I believe, a solid retirement plan, you need to clean the mess up. Having a clear system will help uh, make all of your life easier. I agree with that. It might take some effort, but it will save you so much time and energy in the future. Wow. I do agree with that completely. And so I think all too often it's like the, the proverbial cart before the horse. Hey, what do I do with my investments? Okay, hold on. Let's look at the whole picture. Right. Do you need the investments for growth? Or are you going to need to for their income? What is your risk tolerance and so on? We'll talk about investments in a second. You know, when should I take Social Security? Well, again, let's hold on. You know, are you married? Are you single? If you're married, you might have to consider the spousal benefit. What are your different benefits? There's a COLA increase coming up in October. They think it's going to be between three and four percent. That's going to be added on to your benefit, by the way, whether you're taking it or not. I had that question. So, <clears throat> you know. You see why I'm saying I it, I it's, it it's when people ask me a question and I've used this example before where they say, well, you know, should I put money in a Roth or should I put it in a traditional? Because I get the, you know, if I put in my traditional 401k. I don't pay the tax right now. And that's, you know, people don't want to pay taxes right now. I get it. But if I said to you, OK, let's wait a minute. What's your marginal tax bracket? See, because I know or I, I that's why I say that's why I tell, tell people to bring in their tax returns. And I say, well, you're in a 22 percent. I can see it. It's on your tax return. It's not my opinion. All right, well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> all right? Um, if you're in a 22 percent marginal tax bracket and you're going to put 10,000 into your 401k, all right? you can put 10,000 in today. traditional, you'll pay no tax on that contribution, right? It's pre-tax. But you will pay tax on that 10000 at some point in the future at a tax rate. We don't know what it's going to be. You will pay tax on all the growth. You will have required minimum distributions. Whatever you take out is going to be used to calculate how much of your Social Security is taxable, IRMA, other things. And uh, as a required minimum distribution, as I said, and your spouse and children will have to pay tax on it to the extent you don't. Or you pay the 22% today. You will not pay tax on that $10,000 in the future. There are no required minimum distributions. You won't pay tax on the growth. It won't tax your Social Security. uh, And it goes to your spouse and children tax-free. What would you do? There's my answer with a question back to you. (laughs) But do you see how that's just one example, okay? Social Security, if you're married, keep in mind, if you defer your benefit, it grows by 8% per year. The COLA increase that's coming up in October last year was 8.7. The year before it was 5.9. You know, these morons that are running the country, you know, they're creating all this inflation, which also, um, um, you know, obviously impacts the, you know, Social Security is over a trillion dollars of our budget. Um, and so, of course, now they have to pay out more because they're so brilliant. But um, the point is, <laughs> sorry, the point is um you get the eight percent every year. You plus the three percent or four percent. If you run your, if you go to SSA.gov, which you should, we're getting organized. SSA.gov, find out what your benefits are, fill them out on this worksheet I send to you. So now you have them listed. You know what's coming in. You know what you have to get to. Where are you? Is there a gap? Um, they'll be three percent higher or four percent, whatever the COLA, the COLA increase is, on your Social Security statement next year. It'll it'll change. And so if you're married, though, you have to say, well, maybe you should defer the higher one for a little bit, because not only is it higher during your lifetime, it goes to the spouse as a survivor benefit, too. You see how, again, we're making informed decisions, not based on someone's opinion, because these can be fact impactful. Some of these decisions, a number of them are irrevocable. So this is important. Let me offer that, those organizers, those worksheets, again, on the income worksheets, the budget worksheets, the asset organizers, portfolio, all of these worksheets, with the retirement planning guide, which by the way starts out by talking about getting organized. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's important. 630 934 1855. 630 934 1855. And I always say if there's something specific you want, please let us know. Okay. Just say, hey, Tom, you know, can you send me something on beneficiary designations? We have a report on that. Hey, Tom. Do you have anything on the social security decision and things to consider? We have that. What about annuities? I've heard about those. We have a a, a report called the truth about annuities. So um, we can get that out to you, right? If it's something specific. And um, so, you know, uh, again, we can talk about all these things. I said, we, the end of the year planning report, I can include that gets into many ideas, you know, we didn't – there's so many other things we can talk about. Gifting to children, 17000 per person per year. Have until the end of the year to do any gifting strategies if you want to get assets out of your estate. Some people want to do that. Okay, charitable contributions and so on. And unrealized capital gains if you want in losses, if you want to realize losses before the end of the year. So those are tax deductible. That's in there. Right? <clears throat> but – um so we want you to be aware of these things. Let me make some comments on the market, and then I want to move on to some other things. But you see how all these things relate. So imagine if you could be in a position where I'm creating an income plan. You know, I'm doing a Social Security decision. By the way, there's no perfect. There's no perfect answer to that. But I'm making the Social Security decision um, that I feel is informed. I run. We run a whole report when you come in. It, it compares, it shows you taking it at two and three different times and then compares them side by side as well as individually. Shows what your cumulative lifetime benefit is. You get to see the numbers in front of you. When you start seeing numbers and you see them run out over your lifetime, it may change your decision. That's why this stuff is important. Again, I'm an engineer. I like running these numbers. Um, and, and it's important because when you start to see them, when you see how inflation impacts you, again, when I test your plan, and you say, I need $100,000, number one, I do it net, net of taxes. So it's in your pocket. I don't say, well, you gross 100. Well, you're going to, after taxes, you may net 85. No, no, no. Uh, we can take taxes into account. I also factor in inflation. So if you said, I'm retiring in five years, well, 100,000, well, now you may need 115. You see what I'm saying? you got you got to factor in reality, and we test it based on market returns and so on. So this is how you test the plan, and this is how you take these things into account, Okay. Um, anyway, I know I'm, I'm going off in different moves here, but I, I just want you to be aware. <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, of some of these decisions. Again, let me let me get back to the market. Uh, as I said, I would. You know, we talk. This market has been very volatile, and then you look over the last two years: the Dow, the Nasdaq, and those are the three major. I mean, we can get to the Russell 2000 and other ones, but if you look at the three major ones, we always see the Dow, the S and P, and the Nasdaq. They're all negative over the last two years. So what happens if you were planning on using your investments for income? Is that a problem? Well, it could be. It could be problematic. That's why you see I stress and I talk a lot about income planning. And I I talk about doing the things to have an income plan. I'll get to that in a second. But as far as the market goes and being organized, again, do you know what you own? You know, some people use target date funds. If you have a 2025 fund or a 2030 fund or a 2035 fund, they all own the same funds. They're just funds of funds. It's just in different allocations so you'll have more in, in equities versus fixed if it's later out right your retirement date is a later date but they have a high level of if you look under the hood you should see what the holdings are you see 2030 well what's in it well I to me this is my opinion again international can be um, you know 30 or 40 percent of the equity that's a pretty big number to me right? Um, what about your bonds and your investments? And so this is where we really start to need to understand what we own. I'll just, again, make a couple of comments. We have to be careful with this when we rely on the market. Now, the NASDAQ is heavy technology, 50%. The S&P is cap-weighted, which means the largest companies impact it the most. right? We heard heard about the Magnificent Seven. Well, when you have Apple, which is a little under $3 trillion market cap, versus GM, which is $48 billion, okay, all right, when it's ten times, the, you know, that's gonna when Apple moves, it's gonna move the S and P more. The Dow is based on price, so you know what the biggest, um, the highest price. So Apple's on the Dow as well, but it doesn't move the Dow as much because if it's, I mean, I know it's not an exact number, but let's say it's one hundred seventy-five dollars a share. United Health is the is the um, is the um, is the highest price stock on the Dow. Now, that's why you see them at different levels. The Dow turned negative this past week. The S&P is still up. The Nasdaq's still up. But that's why you see last year the NASDAQ was down uh, over 30 percent, where the S&P was down 18. The Dow was down 8. Now, they're highly correlated. They're probably almost a correlation of 1 to 1. The magnitude is different. Anyway, I don't need to get, want to get too deep into those. But my point is know what you own and know how it works. Right. You, you know, most of the time the S&P has been doing well. You know, you just own the market. Right. It's the old uh, uh, Bo- John Bogle used to say, instead of trying to buy the needle in the haystack, just buy the haystack. And that for most people, the average investor makes sense on the fixed side. I'll just make a couple comments and then I'll move on. But now we have interest rates, of course. I mean, unless you've been living on a rock. But if you realize that 13 years and all of these issues, I'm sorry, is because of the government. Inflation is because of the government. This interest rate crap is because of the government. These debt levels are because of the government. They are a complete – they're a wrecking ball when it comes to it, especially when certain people in there it gets even worse. But my point is on the on – the, the interest rates are a little higher now. So should you own some fixed in the fix, not just all bonds? Bonds have lost – they're down again this year a little bit. Last year, they got clobbered because interest rates. Now, does that mean you abandon bonds? No, that's my opinion. Again, so this is why we want to know what we have. We have, my strategies typically, I say, own some fixed investments. You know, you're getting the 5% on the money market right now at Fidelity. Again, these numbers change. I'm just giving you a number at the ballpark. There's not capital appreciation, but you're still getting that interest every month. There's another strategy I use, again, in the fixed piece. But you can still be 60-40, but what are we doing with that 40? Because that can be problematic. And then we also use structured notes. These are another strategy. The yield on the last one was around 9.5%. There's more to it than that. You have to learn about these. And there's some risk levels to it. But you're getting a yield on that, which is over 9% right now. Okay, that changes from month to month. I use these. And if you want some information on that, do I think it should be part of your fixed? That's, again, my opinion. Yes, I do. And so this is how we start to create a portfolio, and that's getting organized. Let me do this again. I'll offer the information, the asset organizers, the worksheets, the budget worksheets, the retirement planning guide, all of that. We can start to, again, have an income plan. I just talked about investments, the market, having an investment plan. But no, be informed, because then we could provide some clarity. And guess what? We don't make those moves that put us maybe in a bad position. You know, the tendency, and there's been studies that have been done where we move in the market. 630, by the way, let me get to that information. Also, I'll include the creating, uh, based on the book I read, I, some of this, it was called In Pursuit of the Perfect Portfolio. It talks about creating an, uh, an investment plan. How do you start to create an impla- investment plan? But let's get organized and start looking at some of these things. To get that, I will include the end of your planning. I will include the retirement planning guide in the worksheets. These are the tools that you have, but if we can get organized, man, we've accomplished a lot. And that includes knowing what my income sources are going to be in retirement. It includes knowing what my tax bracket is. It includes knowing what the values of my accounts are, what is in my retirement account, because that's going to determine your required minimum distributions. What's in tax free? Because that's going to impact your taxes. Can I get more into that? My estate plan. How are my assets titled? Right? Because this is about being complete. It's not about one thing. Okay. We do, I'm an investment advisor rep. We do portfolio management, but that's not what it's everything, what it's all about. I've had, I don't know how many meetings recently on estate planning. I had a meeting recently with some clients this week where the attorney was with us in there. I don't, I, we have an attorney that does all this they were selling a business. We talked about it's a C-Corp versus an S-Corp, you know, and there's different tax ramifications to that. But we got into that, you know, but also preserving their exemptions, $4 million per person. There's a state value there. They have exposure. Now, keep in mind, um, if uh, if you have an estate worth, let's say, $5 million and you and, the, and you're married, you pass away and the spouse, everything goes to the surviving spouse, there's no estate tax at the first death. Right between spouses. There's an unlimited marital deduction. So let's say now the husband because husbands usually go first. I'm sorry. Um and the wife receives the funds. Now there's five million. And then they pass away, and the children get five million and the state of Illinois says, Hey, you owe us some money, you owe us a few hundred thousand dollars. He says, what do you mean? Mom had five million, dad or mom had four million, dad had four million, but you didn't get anything from dad. The exemption you can lose it at excuse me, at the first death. This is why we want to make sure we preserve the exemptions. And so, again, these are the things we talk about. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on that, but you want to understand these things because when we talk about estate planning, it's not just about having the right documents in place, making sure your assets are titled properly, right? Uh, Your beneficiaries are set up properly. You don't want to disinherit your children. You know, um, a lot of second marriages out there now. Um, how do you want to treat these things? All right. Um, this is all part of it. You can have trust. You can each have your own trust. Now, the spouse, if you pass away, the, uh, this, your, your spouse, if it's a second marriage, can have access to the funds. They just don't get ownership. And the ultimate beneficiary is the children. So it's sometimes referred to as a life estate. But, you know, these are things that we can, all of these things we can do. As I said, imagine this is being organized, Right. But we can't get to all of these things until we, we, you know, we know where we're at right now, right? Um, When you start on that journey, okay, where are you at today and where do you want to get to? So I offer this packet of of information because, as I said, you will probably uncover things you were unaware of. And so if you just fill them out, I've, I've created them. You can just, and again, you can be doing it sitting at your computer. You don't have to, you know, get out of the old days, which probably not a bad thing to do that, the good old days. I had someone come in, I don't know if it was a couple years ago, they still did their tax returns by hand. Um, I guess you can if it's fairly simple. But uh, anyway, if you want the information, as I said, um, the organizers, and there's a number of different worksheets, the tax table, I'll include the end-of-year planning ideas. Those are more specific to just doing some idea, things before the end of year. Those are individual things, but they're great. they're going to be helpful, I believe. They'll make a difference. But big picture... To know where things are at and how things are set up. You get that out to you. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. Okay. So these, I mean, again, I I know there's, there's some, it's like, how do I get started sometimes on this? Well, this is how you get started. And this is how you take those first steps, right? Knowing what you have, knowing where it's at, knowing how it's titled. You know, you can talk about life insurance as well. You know, it's just like income planning. I said, having the income that lasts your life, income that comes in regardless, you know, social security, pensions, annuities, those come in and to a lesser extent, the investments. Look, if you can peel three or 4% off your investments, but it's not guaranteed. And I don't know what, no one knows what the stock market's going to do over the next 10 years. It's been flat. Actually, it's been negative over the last two years. If you were pulling out, you know, if you had a million dollars, you say I'm going to pull out 40 or 50,000 a year. First of all, you may have to pull out fifty-five to net forty because of taxes. If you haven't, right? And then, so if you are pulling out, if you pulled out a hundred thousand over the last couple of years, and it's down, on top of the money you pull, you see the, where this can be problematic. I am not saying it, it, you know. Again, it can't work, but I am saying versus is there is a, there's a difference between guaranteed and probability. Will your money last? You know, based on if you have a million dollars and you pull out forty, there is maybe a high probability. I don't know but it's not guaranteed. That's the difference, right? So when we talk about annuities versus um, um, uh, assets versus income, this is the difference guarantees versus probabilities. And of course it's a joint life guarantee. If you're married, that's usually the way I suggest setting it up. So that income comes in for both lives. So maybe you want to learn about these, these things. That's what about, that's about, <clears throat> excuse me, having this again, getting back to having this income plan. Um, <clears throat> but the life insurance is part of that. I'm sorry. I'm, I lost track. My I lost track of my, my thoughts a few times today. I don't know if you noticed, but anyway, I almost lost track on that one. But the um, I was talking about life insurance. My point is, you know that also it's it's part of that asset protection piece. One of the five pieces I talk about because it's a protection. If you, you pass away, to, if you're working, we need to replace income or replace. You know that's the reason. Typically, we have a reason for it. Um. Uh, or if it's to pay off debts or whatever it might be, or even a legacy. But do you know what your life insurance benefits are? If you have one through your employer, by the way, number one, it's a term policy. It doesn't last your life. If you leave, it may go away. And then what happens if you're uninsurable? I always say, not all, but typically I say you should have one private type. Of, and then keep in mind, term insurance typically goes away, right? Because if, if, it's, if it's a 20-year term and that term ends, the, to keep it will be, I can tell you right now, huge numbers. Typically, it lapses and people don't continue. So now you have no insurance coverage. Most people say, well, I don't need it. Well, I don't know. So it relates to the income piece, right? And there's ways to use this in part of your plan. Do you even know what your coverage is? A lot of people just kind of, they don't give a lot of thought to it. And I'm not here. Again, I'm insurance license. I haven't been for over 25 years. I understand it. I just advise people on it. I don't do a lot with it, but I want people to understand how it works. You know, do you, should you have a whole life versus a term? Do you want a permanent policy versus a term policy? Does that make sense? By the way, life insurance, there are life insurance uh, policies today. This, a lot of this stuff has come a long way, whether it's on the insurance side, when we talk about guaranteed income on the annuities or the insurance, the insurance. Now you can buy policies that not only provide a death benefit, which by the way is income tax-free, not a state tax-free. You heard me say that, but, um, also will allow you to – I like to – this is my phrase, but to spend the death benefit if you have a long-term illness. So if you have a $300,000 death benefit, you can spend most of that if you have a long-term illness. So think about that. That provides maybe two levels of protection. And maybe that makes sense. So now I'm creating the income I need. I'm trying to minimize the taxes. I have a, a portfolio that I'm, comf- I'm comfortable with and I can stick to. Right, We're not making moves all the time on it because that's typically where we – um. <clears throat> where we we usually, you know, sometimes can be our own worst enemy. Um, and so, and then I have the protection piece. So when I say, you know, what happens if you pass away? Well, I have this, what happens if there's a long-term illness? And oh, by the way, I have an estate planning for legacy, as well as powers of attorney that say, if I can't act for myself, not only am I covering it in the event, you know, there's a long-term illness, that asset protection piece, but I have a power of attorney in place which says who can act for me in the event I can't, because if you don't have that, s- number one, assets will be frozen. Certainly IRAs will. They have to stay in your name. And then may, maybe your family may have to go to probate to get power of attorney. Who wants that? I don't think anyone would. But that's it. So that's why I want to offer this information and get you. That's why I I'd like to say the starting point. I tried to give you ideas, actionable items today. I hope I've done that. But I also want you to st- f- this process of where we say, okay, where do I get started? What is my goal? Am I trying to just get to this number? Am I just trying to, you know, have a make my investments grow? Yeah, that's part of it, but it's not everything. Certainly isn't. It's only one of the five pieces. I talk about one of the five pillars. But let's start that process by knowing everything we have. I mentioned the, all the four hundred one ks out there that are unclaimed. I think creditcard dot credit card.com said the uh, average unused credit card, uh, sorry, gift card, one hundred seventy five dollars. Now I, I know that's not as deal, but it just goes to show you about we lose track of things. Let's not do that. If you want this uh, information, 630-934-1855, all of the worksheets, the tax table, the end of your planning and the retirement planning guide, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. For those of you that want to come in, throw everything in a box. We'll get organized. We'll get this together. We'll test your plan. We'll put a plan in place. You'll walk out of there. We'll do a portfolio analysis, social security analysis. Again, test your plan for your goals and see where you stand, and we'll be able to take action. That's what's about, 630-934-1855. I hope uh, you've enjoyed to this week's show. We'll be back next week again at 9 a.m. I'm Tom Fortino for the Alpha Wealth Hour here on 560 The Answer. God bless. Everyone have a blessed week, and get to work. Let's get to work.
0: Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to production benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. For more information about anything you heard on the show, call 800-748-3185. That's 800-748-3185.